listening to another episode of the Ottawa Podcast. I believe this is episode 69. 69. 69 we it is. here with Marie Gank Shale. Did, did, he, did he pronounce that right? <laughs> yes, he did. Sorry, that was the, yeah, no, that was, that was, that was very good. good yeah. for well you. done, yes. That was recoiling. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, Marie Gank, we're, we're really excited to have you on the show and Thank talk you. to you. Marie Gank and I worked together a long time ago, and then I see you just pop up on my Facebook all the time. But I don't really know, you know, what you're about or a lot about your backstory. So I'm re- personally very excited about this episode. Sweet. I love that we've we've resorted to catching up with friends by yeah. interviewing them. Because we did that a few weeks back with Dan Kress. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen him in years. I was like, yeah, just come on the podcast. Yeah. And I learned everything about him again. But wow. yeah. Anyway, not to say you're not an interesting subject. That's because okay. Yes. I'm looking at our list and, and you're fascinating. We got a lot Thank to talk you. About Thank you so much. <laughs> but most pressingly... Rob, can you tell us about the, the beer we're drinking today? Yeah, the beer we have in front of us today is from Hop City Brewing Company, and yeah. this is called the Big Mouth Pale Ale. I got this for Amon, so uh, why don't you guys try it out? Uh-huh. You're the worst. <laughs> uh, this is a medium, medium-bodied pale ale with a rich golden color, a uh, unique blend of U.S. Cascade hops and U.K. Kent Golding hops. That's the delicious. Yeah. Oh, too hoppy? You you would That's hate a, everything from Hop City, I guess. Yeah. I like hops. <laughs> That's good. It's even still not that hoppy, I guess. It smells really strongly of hops. But it's 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 very juicy. Yeah. Juicy is the term I'm using for this one. Wow. What do you think? I like it. I, I really don't know much about beer, but um I guess I guess Rob said an interesting point about the smelling of beer, but yeah. That's a lot of people just smell it's called the olfactory sense of smelling anything and you mm. get a lot of taste, but I just usually just drink beer when I'm handed it. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there any beer you don't like? No. Okay, you no. can drink anything. I, I, I drink any any sort of beer once it touches the lips. You know, that makes so sense. It, then I go for it. Then. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Tastes cold. It is a cold. Yeah, it's it's cold. Oh, it was in a freezer. That's my that's my analysis of the beer. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Keegan. I was so insightful. <laughs> <laughs> really citrusy, but yeah, I think it's really good. Yeah, I think it's good too. Just because a lot of Hop City, it's very hop heavy. I just don't think this is super hop heavy. But right. uh, even still, I enjoyed it and I would buy it again. Keegan still doesn't like it, though. Well, I'm, try, I'm trying to convince Keegan and he's just bored now. And well, if, if the listener is curious, that is what we will be drinking for this entire episode. If you're, if you're wondering what we're drinking. There you go. Um, Maria, can you tell us maybe about yourself and uh, how you started being a person? <laughs> uh, and then to now don't go that, that far back yeah. far. Not, yeah. not with the big bang yeah. not with post, the egg and the sperm thing just, right. just post birth post birth okay I can do that <laughs> <laughs> well I was born in India in a village called Ranchi it's Ranchi okay, okay. Um, so people do make fun of that yep <laughs> but uh, yes and uh, then we all immigrated to Canada in 1995 I did my undergrad at the University of Ottawa in human kinetics. Cool. From then, I went to uh, Aruba for my medical schooling. Oh. So two years of basic sciences in the island of Aruba in the Caribbeans. And then uh, from there, I went to Chicago. Actually, before that, I went to New York for one year for introduction to clinical medicine, which basically you go from books studying to clinical studying with UC patients. And then two more years in Chicago after that to do more clinical elective rotations. And I just graduated recently, and I'm applying for residency um, in neurology or neurosurgery. 
So that's, that's that's really, really much awesome. the sum summing yeah. up of it. And I've been doing research um, for the past year, year and a half, at Carlson University in the neuroscience department. Right. And uh, I've been to uh, Turkey for my neurosurgery uh, externship. An externship is basically an internship, but you do it outside of your school. Okay. And uh, in September 25th, I'll be going to Brussels for the European Association of Neurosurgical Societies to do another observership in neurosurgery and doing some research with the uh, Center of Traumatic Brain Injury um, Research Center. Okay. Wow. I think I said center twice. That's redundant, <laughs> but you guys get it. Okay. You're pretty serious. Yes. Uh, so right off the bat, I think we're all getting that you're, you're, you've gone to a lot of different spots different locations, different countries, different whatever locales right. just to sort of enhance your learning as well. Right. I get uh, bored easily. Uh, <laughs> so, that, so my question is, is there like, was your thought behind doing that or is it just, Hey, this opportunity I'm up, I'm just going to see, see it through or. There was, there was a, a long-term thought of um, becoming a physician, but I didn't really plan it all the way through. I just kind of went with it. And once I finished something, I sort of applied for another thing, and it just so happened that it worked out for me. Right. And I got to travel with my education, so I, I was lucky. I kind of exploited that situation to go to Turkey and go to Belgium and just... Yeah. Um, I mean, it helps when you do research, you have a nice resume, and people say, hey, come on over. So I used that. Um, but no, I didn't really plan it perfectly out. It just kind of happened. Boy, it sounds yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just go for it when someone responds an email. Emails help a lot. Sure. And when someone says, hey, are you interested? I just respond back saying yes, and I just go. Makes sense. Does it, is there anywhere that you wouldn't go, or is there anywhere, anywhere you're really interested in going that you'd definitely be like, even if you're doing something interesting, that you'd jump on an opportunity? I wouldn't go to Syria right okay. now. That's fair. But, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I would, I would have gone earlier, yeah, but sure. you know, certain places like North Korea, I probably wouldn't go. Okay. But... Uh, but anywhere else, as long as there's a need to go, I will go. Because I feel like there's always something to learn wherever you go. Yep. Even, if it, even if it isn't medicine-related, it's culturally related. Sure. So that makes sense. You can do something. Okay. Could you describe how your path might be of... I, not to say it will definitely be of advantage, but I feel like learning in all these different areas gives you a certain perspective that maybe somebody going to... Straight to Ottawa U, staying with Ottawa U, doing everything through Ottawa U, versus you, who who's gone around. Like, have you taken, have you absorbed anything, or have you had any lessons that maybe you might not have through what I'll call "quote unquote" the more traditional method of becoming a physician? I think you. Uh, I think it definitely behooves a person to travel to other places because you get to see a lot of things that we take for granted. Yep. Like um, in Turkey, uh, when we did neurosurgery, it was uh, it was pretty laid back. You know, people would come in and kind of listen to the radio and kind of sing around while you're doing a cranial surgery, removing like a meningioma. You can see like the nurse comes in and she's like, "Hey, did you want some tea?" And <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and then of course you can't just drink tea during sure. surgery. You have to say sure, right? And then an assistant will take over for you, and you have to like disrobe. And you go have your tea, and then you have to scrub in again, and then you can walk back in and do your surgery. Whereas that would never happen here in sure. Ottawa. No, it would not. But once you're there, you're kind of in a sterilized, sterilized zone, and you can't leave. But I feel like over there, it's it's more laid back because they have more people. 
maybe that's why, or maybe maybe because it's the culture that way, you know. So yeah, that's really good tea. The, they have they do have <laughs> really good tea. Yes, it's hard yes. to say no. Yes, Turkish tea is delightful. <laughs> yeah, and their, uh, and their coffee is amazing. Okay, so okay. yeah, and then you get to see different uh, diseases and illnesses that you don't see here. You know, like malaria is something you don't see here. You sure. get to treat that over there. Yeah, you don't get to see. Um, Trypezoma cruzi, which is like another uh, tick bite disease okay. that people die of. You don't okay. get to see that here. A lot of a lot of diseases that we have eradicated here, yeah. um, which are still like the plague over there. So you get sure. to kind of treat yeah. those. Sure. Um, yeah, that's the main difference, I think. And it's 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 good to it's good to learn how to um, practice medicine with different cultures because Canada seems to be like the multicultural country. So you'll get to see right. people from all walks of life here. So if you see a Turkish person next time, you can say, "Hey, I've been to Istanbul. Right? Hey, I've been to Belgium, and you know they can you can relate more to them, uh, which which is an which really art. works, yeah, absolutely. And it looks great on the resume when people <laughs> say, "Hey, you've been to all these places. Sure, yeah, we'll give you residency. Come on in, you know. That makes sense. So, right? How has that process been? Like, how does it go applying for residency? You're, you said like you're applying all kinds of different places, I guess. Yes. So. I'm applying to the American um, residency program. I'm not applying to the Canadian one because there are three more sets of exams I would have to take. And okay. I'm really tired of exams <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So I, I've taken all the American exams and my school is an American school. So we sure. they do everything geared towards the American residency program. So um, when I apply, I'll apply to all over the place in the States and... Uh, there's like 25,000 applicants that come in and you basically, they, they pick maybe 7,000 out of them okay. who, who get interviews. And once you get interview, uh, you, you get picked. And, um, if your resume is good, if you've done everything properly, if your scores are really good, mm-hmm. they'll select you for their program and, uh, send out a mass email on March <laughs> on next year. And then everyone finds out if they have matched, that's what they call the match. Sure. And then you start your, you sign the contract and then you go to wherever uh, institution has taken you in and you do your, you start your residency. Cool. Does that sort of answer the question? Yeah. 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 Regan, in the places you've been, I'm, I'm always really excited that, as to how Ottawa compares to other places. Can you think of a, a city or a place that was most similar to Ottawa that you, you were in? Or maybe a place on the opposite side, a place that was backwards from Ottawa? Yeah. Um, a, a very different place in Ottawa, I would say, would be um, New Delhi. Mm-hmm. It's very populated. You know, um, it's uh, when you step outside, there's really no room to walk on the sidewalk. Right. Um, suffice to say, it's much developed now. It wasn't developed before. But uh, um, the air quality isn't very good. It's getting better. Um, but that is a very different city than Ottawa. Ottawa seems more European, um, and India, Indi- Indian cities, obviously they're Western, so they seem more Western. So, yeah. uh, sorry, Eastern, yeah. I'm sorry, Eastern cities. Um, a city similar to Ottawa, I would say, um, London seems pretty similar. Um, uh, actually Chicago would be similar in terms of weather yeah. because, uh, you know, we, we get really bad winters in Chicago and Ottawa winters are pretty bad too. Right. And, and it's called a windy city for a reason. Like yeah. you, if, you, if you walk down the street, you will literally get blown away. Sometimes okay. you have to hold on to certain things because 
the wind will just take you wow. take you off and you, wow. you can just go anywhere huh. yeah so and then like the, the wind hits you like icicles hitting your face so, oh that's you know fun. it happens right. in ottawa so <laughs> yeah that happens if like one or two days a year in Ottawa, but I guess it happens more often in Chicago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's pretty similar to Ottawa, I would, I would say. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. That's neat. Interesting. Uh, you were saying that uh, you were born, and I guess slightly raised in, in India? Yes. Yeah, so I was born in India. I lived there for at least eight years, eight or nine years. That makes sense. And, you know, and like every other family, your parents want what's best for you. So yep. you kind of pack up everything and you leave. Yep. And uh, then we came to, I remember when I came, Kim Campbell was prime minister. Oh, for that brief for period that of time. brief period, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, that's that was different. And I first saw snow for the first time, you know, like yep. um, we didn't know what to do for snow. Winter was, this was the first winter for our family and... I remember one funny day that we were living in a in a town home and we had this um, a sidewalk that we had to go uh, onto the street and me and my brother were shoveling it and my dad came out and he's like, "What are you doing?" You know, like and I was like, "Well, we're just shoveling the sidewalk." And he's like, "Why? You know, why are you shoveling? Just just pour hot water." And I was like, "What?" You know? So. And when we thought about it, we was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Just you know, pour hot water onto the snow. It'll melt away and there's no, there's no need to shovel. And we did that. We, we poured hot water onto yeah. the sidewalk. It was all gone. And my dad's like, oh, I'm a genius, you know, like, and, and went inside, came back out, and it was all iced by that time. And so we had to pour, like, salt on it. So. Pour more hot water yeah. on the ice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting experience, but, and... Uh, but I, I'm glad we moved to Ottawa. It was a, it was a great city for us. That makes sense. Yeah. Do, do you remember much of living in India? I do. I do remember a lot. Because yeah. um, I, I went back to uh, India um, uh, in uh, 2013 and uh, to visit my grandmother. And I went oh. to all the places, you know, I got this nostalgic feeling, you know, you go to a store and you're like, oh, that scent was so nice. And sure. right. I remember that soap and I remember, you know, like the samosas from this place. <laughs> yeah. And uh, things seem more congested and smaller, but that's probably because I was smaller. Yeah. And I'm yeah. comparing myself to like a building and I'm like, oh, that building looks much smaller, but <laughs> I'm bigger, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. it's the same as you like if you go to a high school and you walk in the hallway and you say, hey, this hallway looks a lot smaller, but it's. Comparatively, you've just gotten bigger. So. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so um, I go there. I go there whenever I can, and I do remember a lot of things uh, from my Indian uh, past. So yeah. it, it comes back when I go and visit places. I don't remember it, but when I go, it just kind of like I recall things. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, very cool. Speaking of recalling things, Aman, do you want to recall what happened in the news this week? That's not your worst segue. That's it's not. Nice. Okay, that's, that's a very good segue. Yeah. For, I don't know. For me, very for me, it's, it's, it's a Keegan nine. <laughs> what, what's that? I'd what's that equivalent? Okay, there you yeah. go. Good to know. Uh, yeah, local stories. Uh, this is our segment, Classic Ottawa. Uh, to start, our first story is uh, five finalists have been selected in a competition to design a new monument on Majors Hill Park dedicated to Canada's building trades. The initiative will almost certainly be ignored by everyone until the last second when the public will get up in arms and the whole process will be a complete waste and money. 
Ah, uh, waste of time and money. Ah, <laughs> screw up that last line. That's all right. That's right. <laughs> it's the, pretty good. The victims of communism. Communism, exactly. Yeah. Memorial. For listening. And, and government in general. Uh, we, we ragged on the, the victims of communism thing a lot, but it's, a lot is. of government projects turned into that. There was the... The red tape. The tennis Super. racket monument over in the... <laughs> on Bank Street, too. Uh, Elgin, yeah, exactly. Elgin, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Um, I think I think Peter Mansbridge was supposed to be one of the founding people for this. And, is that uh, right? Yeah, it was a big... I think CBC announced it, and he had to take his name off of it because um, a newscast anchor cannot be part of any sort of uh, political monument. Right. So right. he had to he had to like withdraw his name from one of like the founding people. Wait, huh. what? Really? Yeah, Peter yeah, Peter Mansbridge, yeah. For for this particular for that, for that particular story. Really? Right? Yeah. Is it because he's a just broadcaster or a public broadcaster? Um I think just a public broadcaster. Like a CBC right. sub yeah. federal. Right. So I guess you do want to be like impartial, you know, that's your yeah. job is to be a Oh, I guess. Uh, you know, to comment on That's news. interesting. It's too yeah. bad though. Well, I guess. <laughs> For him. I mean... It doesn't change my life no, at all. No. But, uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moving on. Um, several new university students were left homeless this week after they discovered that renovations on their apartments were not yet complete. Many blame the property manager for the tardiness, but some say that Carleton University orchestrated the whole situation to teach first years the importance of deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> Advocacy groups are urging voters in swing ridings to vote strategically in the upcoming election. The anti-conservative groups have asked people in Ottawa, uh, West Nepean, and Orleans to vote carefully this year, adding, you idiots. <laughs> I, just, I just don't like that they say vote vote strategically. Like they kind of they sugarcoat it. That's it. When really they're, they're yeah. telling you to, to vote against the conservatives. Yeah. Like, just, just think about it. This, this you is the, thinking about it when you vote. And, and that's as far as most groups are willing to take it in terms mm-hmm. of like, oh, yeah, just the messaging, yeah. be careful. Yeah. But this is the first year where people have just come out and been like, do not work, uh, vote for Stephen Harper, which is a very interesting right. thing. You know, like even um, until recently, I was part of the Public Service Alliance of Canada, I guess, the, the government major union. And this is the first year where they came out and they're just like, do not vote for Harper. Uh, it's just an interesting thing, but these guys clearly are just like, we're not saying it, but <laughs> <laughs> do not vote. Um, OC Transport was making changes after dozens of buses were in gridlock on, thir- on Tuesday morning. While many passengers were upset with the delays, others were relieved to see that the buses actually existed. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, the mayor of Chelsea has asked a cat cafe to take down their mock campaign ads, which feature cats running for office. Apparently, the signs are illegal, as cats are too well-liked and apathetic to be politicians. (laughs) And that's the news. (laughs) uh, On your form, it says uh, you're interested in in politics. I am interested in politics, yes. What what does that interest entail? Do you you follow... Certain people, or, or uh... so I watch a lot of news. Whenever, if you if you go into uh, my house and if you ever just barge in, you'll probably see me watching the BBC. Yeah. BBC, yeah, okay. the BBC. Yeah. Um, it's probably because I just like their accents. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, I'll be just watching news, um, and I like to follow what's going on around the world. I don't yeah. know why. I just I don't like um, today's TV shows. Probably, so yeah. I try to stay away from them. 
So I'll just rather watch something factual. But I, even in news and politics, I choose, you know, like I said, the BBC or like um, RT or uh, Al Jazeera and or CNN. CNN sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. Fox, okay. Fox never. You know, <laughs> That's um, but uh, yeah. yeah, I just like to. I, I like politics because um, it seems like it's intertwined with everything we do. Right. So you know, every every decision you make it has some political uh, you know impact yeah. to it. So. Um, yeah, that's probably why I like politics. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Any and thoughts on on sort of the election coming up or in the federal landscape in terms of? Well, I guess I guess there's four main parties, but let's be honest, three right. <laughs> three yes. in contention. Are you not counting the Green Party? Is that what you're saying? I, I, well, okay. I mean, obviously they're get, going to get right. In theory, seats. Right. But I don't think. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're they're in line to get. No, uh, no, I, I know uh, what you mean. Yes. Uh, they're not one of the major major uh, players. Players, right, yes. Sure. Um, I I like um, I like the NDP to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, I don't know who I'm going to vote for yet, but uh, I, I try to you know. Um, reach out on the internet and see uh, which which party is doing what and what are they giving. Yeah. And uh, lately, obviously, I've been hearing a lot of news, anti stuff about the conservative party. Yeah. And Stephen Harper, you know, it's a lot of mudslinging. So I'm trying to quickly make a decision because I have to cast my vote before I go to Brussels. Oh. Right. So I have to do this in the next couple of days. (laughs) And... um, you know, so I'm I'm leaning towards a party, and yeah. uh, you know, yeah, um, and I'll see I'll see you know what happens, but right. uh, obviously, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And, oh yeah, you obviously don't need to divulge it. Right. No, 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 not, no. not on the air. Yeah. But, <laughs> but still, when it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's just it's it's just an interesting time. You know, it's it's a very long period prior right. to October nineteenth. Nineteenth. Yeah. And uh, and there's a, there's a new thing uh, on Facebook I just read today. Uh, everyone's talking about expatriates who. Who don't reside in Canada but still get to vote? I think they just uh, made a decision recently um, about Canadians who are expatriates who have been living outside of Canada for longer than five years should not be allowed to vote. That's it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what I feel about how I feel about that because if I'll be doing residency, I might be living outside of Canada for seven years. Yeah. Sure. Right. Um, so would I be able to vote then? Yeah. You know. Um, so it's it's things like that that's interesting. Yeah. But uh, I don't have an opinion on that yet. But I'm pretty sure I will once I That's read it. up a little more about <laughs> yeah. it. So. Yeah. They've been and doing a lot of stuff with citizenship and rights exactly. in the last yeah. year. That's right. Well, probably the last few years. But, but especially a lot of stuff year. that's really come up in the last few months even. That's right. Which is, yeah, all very strange and very concerning. Sudden. Yeah. It, it does seem very sudden. And, and I think this goes back to sort of the importance of just sort of being aware of what's going on. Because the groundwork for a lot of this stuff has been going on for, for a very long time. Right. And for those who don't keep up, and, and I mean, although it was more or less a joke, but coming down to creating a monument, you know, and, right, and, yeah. and if you don't pay attention throughout the course of something, by the time you want to react or feel inclined to react, it's often too late in the process. Right. And that's where, you know, you're seeing it with some of the bills that have been passed through. Conversations might have happened for some time. So it's interesting. Yeah. But for those who are interested, CBC has this wonderful tool called the Vote Compass. Oh. And I used it. Have you guys I used, used it? it? Yeah. yeah. I've it's, seen it like those things before. 
Uh, congrats. So, <laughs> I <haven't used> it. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 very cool. I, I know a lot of people were kind of really surprised cool. in terms of where they landed on this compass, but uh, yeah, something to think about. So what is this? What is the vote compass? What is this? Oh, it explains it all. Oh, yes. Yeah, it just tell you where to vote. Uh, it, it's it's where <laughs> your views sort of reside in comparison to the parties. Ah, so they yeah. ask you a series of questions on a lot of different subjects. I see. And it's not scientific by any means, but it. It just it, it gives you an example that hey you feel strongly or somewhat strongly about this or you disagree with this well this is how the parties line up and this yeah. is where you might be on the right left scale so it's like an e harmony for like yeah exactly six exactly yeah. and, and then you can port your your results into e harmony and find somebody um, right match yeah, exactly. well, I'm kidding I'm kidding with Fox <laughs> and then you have a date with like a senator yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. There are actually more political parties than there were females in Ashley Madison, so you have some variety. <laughs> 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 it's good. It's a quality it's, joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, though, because it, it does give you a lot of details about different parties' platforms, because it's kind of hard to keep track of what parties are saying what about which it topics. Is. Yeah. And uh, so it's very good breaking down how parties feel, and you can even refine your views as to, like, as to what's most important to you, and it'll tell you which political party aligns best with you. Yeah. I, I think a lot of, maybe I'm completely wrong, maybe I fill my um, vote compass out very differently than mm-hmm. maybe older generations, te- groups that tend to vote conservative in general elections. Yeah. Um, but I found all of mine, like I'm very left-leaning. I was kind yeah. of right in the middle of NDP, Green, and Liberal, and then conservatives way over on the other side of the spectrum. That's the thing. Because it's not, it's not just a grid, it's like an actual three-dimensional... Oh, the thing it aligns it among several different that's political right. axes. That's right. I feel for, for me that's less helpful. Like it's too much choice if it's a circular thing because then I, it, it makes me overthink it. You know, I like that the line a very binary. But person. you you could yeah. make it a line, but you oh, have yeah. to decide what's most important to you. But the whole thing with the tools is easy. Yeah, there's less work. Yeah, it seems like this is making you think of an extra dimension. You can't. You you should try the tool. I yeah, don't think you understand it. <laughs> <laughs> completely. But all that to say is, it's, it's important to educate yourself. And uh, yeah, there's that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, Mergank, what Mergank? So I keep saying Mergank. Mergank, what do you do in Ottawa? What do you, what do you like to do? Um, when I'm not in the laboratory. Yes. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not out killing mice. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Actually, I don't do that. I just, uh, I must, I emulsify their brains. Somebody else does Much the killing. Yes. Hey, you well said. I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I don't do the dirty stuff. Um, um, so I guess uh, I do a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big nerd at heart. Um, I'll go out when my friends call me, you know, I'll go to. Maybe Boward Market is like my favorite place to go. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Elgin, a lot of times. Um, Bank Street. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been to pretty much every museum here because I love museums. Um, so um, that's one. Yep. Do you have I'll a go- favorite museum in Ottawa? Science and Technology would probably be my favorite. Okay. Was. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> it's been closed for a couple of years <laughs> because now. Because it. <laughs> It just sounds smart when you say that. It does. I guess so, yeah. Oh, my favorite museum is science and technology. I think it was my favorite. It was mine, I'm really too. sad. I'm yeah. <laughs> um, Mooney's Bay, whenever I can. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, so, uh, and I guess I used to go, I used to go um, clubbing, but I don't do that anymore. You know, that was like when I was younger. But sure. Uh, 
<laughs> Nowadays, I guess I'll just sit at home and watch some Netflix instead of going out. There you go. But uh, bungee jumping is something I've done here in Ottawa. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Where'd you go? Um, somewhere in Gatineau. I forget the name, okay. but it, there's a quarry here. Yeah. Um, and okay. it's it's one of the I think it's Quebec's uh, tallest bungee jumping places. Oh, this sounds familiar. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a lot of fun. How long do you is the free fall in bungee jumping? Probably like two seconds. Yeah, the free two, fall is pretty seconds. short, but then you're still falling, but just yeah. on a spring. Yeah. You kind of bounce right. back and yeah. forth. Oh, I see. And that's like the adrenaline rush you get, and it's amazing. So if you haven't tried it, I recommend you guys to. Okay, yes. Yeah. I intend to, but these guys are not fans of it. <laughs> so if you, like, you've done it, would you do it again? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah? Anytime. If, I, if, I, if you guys wanted to go, I'll go right now. But uh, <laughs> yes. I know what we're doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> need more beer yeah, yeah that's it um, <laughs> that's safe <laughs> yeah so I mean I, I usually just go out and uh, go to uh, nice restaurants you know mm-hmm. uh, I have some favorite restaurants here which I go to a lot um, I have um, I'll the parliament building is nice yeah I've been meaning to do the uh, parliament hill yoga thing okay oh, yeah. Wednesdays um, yep is that is it Wednesdays? It's on Wednesdays at, uh, at lunchtime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you seem to know. You do you go? I don't, okay. but uh, I'm surrounded by people who yeah. do. Right. Yeah. I went once, <laughs> once, but it's very hot. I've never done yoga outside before. Right. And like, do, like doing anything in the sun for an hour. Yeah. It's very yeah. hot. Yeah. But okay. you can do hot yoga too. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. two and one there. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so. uh, what, are, what are some of these restaurants? I love hearing about Ottawa restaurants. My favorite restaurant in Ottawa is, um, it's called Little India Cafe. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Um, <laughs> and, uh, that, it, that sounds familiar. It's actually, uh, do you know where the Coliseum is? Yes. Oh, yeah. In Carling. In Carling, yeah. yes. Right across from it. It's like this hole-in-the-wall place. Um, it looks tiny, and it is tiny, mm-hmm. but when you go inside, the food is delicious, and the restaurant owner refuses to expand it or make a new one <laughs> because he says, well, if I expand it, I have to cook more. And if I cook more, the food won't be as delicious, which makes sense to yeah. me. So you can't argue that. Yeah. And he doesn't want to hire like a new cook because he doesn't want to share a secret. You know, he doesn't want to, uh, I respect that. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like some butter chicken from like some Indus Valley civilization secret that's been handed down. I don't it's know. I'm just joking, but... Yeah. It's it's a really good restaurant and that's my favorite. That's all, I, I love that because we whenever we talk about restaurants, we get the same kind of like center town. Yeah. yeah. Downtown stuff. So it's neat to see that there's stuff outside this uh right. small area. Yeah, it makes sense. I see I see on your uh, pre-interview forum you said something to the effect of uh one of your hobbies is collecting sand. Stamps? Sand. It's, it says sand. sand. Oh yes, yes, sand. Yeah. Yes. Could, could you speak on that? <laughs> I forgot I wrote that. Yes, I do collect sand. I do. Um, I don't know why I do that. Um, So whenever I'm in a place, I'd like to just, before I leave, I grab like a bottle, um, an empty bottle or a bottle of water, Mm -hmm. empty it out, and I'll just grab some sand from like where I'm standing, the earth, and I'll just put it in. And I'll bring it. Yeah. And like, so, you know, wherever I've traveled, I have like sand from all these places. <clears throat> I don't know what the purpose of that is. It's just, you know. You just kind of do it? I just do it. Um, I'm a kleptomaniac for sand. <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, it's free for the taking. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, sure. You know, no one stopped me yet, which is <laughs> odd. No yeah. one stopped me in like the airport, like 
what is this? Yeah. What yeah, is this sand? You know, it's suspicious. <laughs> right. it's, it's, it. it's very suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah. One of these days, someone will stop me, uh, and, okay. and I'll have to explain that I collect sand. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you'll there's a racist and... joke somewhere in there. Yeah, I know it. it. <laughs> we'll find it. But I won't go there. But maybe something about you having a physical artifact of a place you've been and you can't see them all together. Like, yeah. On that's, that's probably a good way to put it. It's something like I brought something over. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I also, you know, buy souvenirs, but yeah. it seems cliche. Yeah. You know? Right. I can buy a souvenir. Like I can buy I Sophia mosque souvenir from like uh, a place here. I'm sure. Yeah. If mm-hmm. I find, or I can order from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like a sand from Turkey is like the actual sand from Turkey. Exactly. And, you know, you can go carbon date it and they'll be like, hey, this is from Turkey. You know, sure. this is like from the beach in Bodrum, Turkey at this point in time. And, you know, so you can say, hey, I've been there. So Okay. So how many bottles or vials or whatever? Not a lot. I, I have like six or seven. Six or seven? Yeah, six or seven. That, that's still, that's yeah. still pretty that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. You know what I'm hearing from this? Yeah. Is that I could start a business on Amazon selling vials of sand from different places. So, yeah. But really just go to Mooney's Bay. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Collect it. Mm-hmm. Sand and, and like food coloring. Right. Like, this is red sand from BI. You just have to edit this part out so no one knows. Yeah, you're right. No. For real though, let's not scam people. If you do it for real, <laughs> that's a different story. Uh, my, um, my, uh, one of my sisters is a lot of traveling. Oh, nice. and she went to Jordan. Uh, it must have been Jordan. And uh, she collected, or she, she went to probably some tourist spot. And she, she came back with this gift. And she says, um, so what this, this place in Jordan does is that they, I, I guess they collect, they, they put sand in this, a small container. And then they, they have some like discolored sand or something. And they can spell any, any name you want. I'm like, that's cool. She's like, so I got your name. Oh. And my name is spelled A-M-A-A-N, which is not the traditional spelling of Amon, if I can say that, I guess. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so what she has is something that's spelled A-M-M-A-N, which is also the, uh, the, the, the capital of Jordan. Oh, I see. So I was like, I don't think you have this made for me, first of all. <laughs> but it's literally sitting right in front of us over here. And it makes me think that uh, oh, you okay. might not be as uh, uh, as... Crazy as we're making out right. you ought to be. There you uh, go, perfect. It's a, it's a legit thing that people do, and right. I have a vial of sand in theory from right. from Jordan, yeah. unless she just did this herself somehow. Yeah. <laughs> sand, sand all is to everywhere. Say, it's yeah. a real thing, right? Thank you. <laughs> Feel much better now. That's it. I can I can take it out of like the hiding. I can yeah, exactly. It off, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Don't try to play it off as stamps in a future run. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Marie Gank, it's almost time for us to. Uh, Oh yeah! Close this podcast. Okay. Close. End. I guess. See, I, I started saying that, and now it's contagious. Say that. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Close. Finish. Well, Nobody made you say finish. Finish out this podcast. That's what finish out. It's important just to have finish. that out. Just finish. No. It. End. Okay. Uh, <laughs> finish it. Regan, do, do you want to talk a bit about uh, some of the the work you do with stuff you're promoting today? Yes. Um, your charitable endeavors. My charitable endeavors. Thank you. So basically. Um, um, I and a group of like-minded people who are all in the medical sector uh, are getting together and we uh, opened up this nonprofit organization. It's called Physicians of Oath. Uh, and we are basically trying to build clinics, free clinics in rural villages around the world uh, for people who don't have access to medical care. According to the World Health Organization, one in three people don't have access to just the 
bare essential medication wow. or treatment. Right. Um, so what we're trying to do is uh, raise money, um, get together, uh, have volunteer doctors who are willing to travel to wherever the clinics will be built, and they will provide treatment and medication for free to these people who are in dire need. So our first project is happening in uh, India. Um, it's in Argora. It's a village. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so what we're trying to do is raise some funds. And once the funds are raised, we can start building this clinic. We have the land already. Okay. Um, the next phase is to uh, have the funds to build the actual facility itself. Right. So that's what, what I'm trying to promote is uh, having people go to our website. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, www.physiciansofoath.org. Um, and if they can go, there's a donate button there. You can see everything about our organization, who's involved, where the money's going. Um, everything will be um, in front of you. Nothing is hidden. So, um, and we are registered as a uh, nonprofit. So you can donate money if you'd like, or share and talk about it with other friends. And if you can, um, that helps a lot, and you can help. A lot of poor people who need uh, medicine back in That's India and great. other places. That is absolutely. So you're you're starting with one, but hoping to kind of go all around the world with. That's right. Yeah. So uh, we'll start with one clinic, and then we've already got uh, emails from uh, another organization in Russia. Um, they want to open one in Guatemala. Okay. So once that happens, we can kind of move around. We're basically like a Doctors Without Borders, but instead of reactive. Uh, whereas doctors have orders go somewhere where something major happens, like mm -hmm. an Ebola outbreak, exactly. they'll go. Yep. We're more proactive. We'll just open up a clinic and we'll treat people preventive uh, medicine-wise, yeah. okay. like treat hypertension, diabetes, and malnutrition, things like that. So, sure. things, so um, that's how we're different. And once this project uh, is a success, we can go on to other cities around the world and open sense. more clinics. Where did you say you intend to build the first clinic? Argora. And why? Argora is basically, um, well, it's it's close to my heart because it's a village uh, that my family comes from. I see. Um, so I've been there and I saw that people in need a clinic there. And uh, so I figured, hey, why don't we start something here? Yeah. Um, it's more of a personal thing. And then once this uh, takes off, we can open up more clinics around the world later on. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That's great. How, how long have you been working on this story? Like, when, when did this come about? When, when you September September of last year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's still a relatively new. It's very new. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we'll, we're still trying to get more physicians. Right now we have uh, almost 11 certified physicians from the States and Canada. That's amazing. Who are willing to go for free. Yeah. Take, take time out of their schedule and go and work uh, at a free clinic so i mean we have we have the doctors ready yeah. we just was trying to get the funding to build the infrastructure yeah so that's where we need the help that's fascinating yeah okay. and that's physiciansofoath.org yes yeah we'll, we'll link that on our website yeah. as well just, thank you very much yeah, absolutely uh great uh, and Amon, where can people find us uh our website is ottawatpodcast.com uh, email is mail at ottawatpodcast.com if you can believe that uh, <laughs> we're on Twitter and Facebook iTunes SoundCloud Stitcher Radio uh, lots of places to find us we have uh, feedback forms you can leave a review 
Actually, please do leave a review. That's of, nice. Of Marie Gank or of us. Yeah. Either or, really. Uh, and we'll send you positive pre- Preferably yeah, of us, but... Yeah. Perfect. Uh, but you'll get a comment on a specific episode. That's it. Mail me your sand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beauty. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's us. And uh, Rob, who, who's sponsoring today's episode? Today, our sponsor, once again, is Audible.com. Uh, they have a special offer for you guys uh, to help... To help out Audible and to help uh, support the show, uh, you can head to audibletrial.com slash autowhat. Uh, that'll show that you came from us, and uh, they'll give you a free 30-day trial of their uh, audiobook service. They have 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Uh, so you'll get the free 30-day trial to try out the service as well as one free audiobook. Uh, I'm going to recommend an audiobook that came up when I searched for medicine. Uh, by a famous uh, surgeon and writer, Atul Gawande. Uh, the book is called Being Mortal. And uh, I have not read this book, but I know he's, uh, like, I've heard of this this author. He's prolific, and uh, and it sounds like a really cool book. Have you read Medicine? Have you read Medicine? Have I read what Medicine? Kind of is that? Oh, sorry, sorry, was it called Medicine? Being Mortal. Oh, I'm sorry. Being Mortal. I thought that was the title of the book. <laughs> I hope no, I read medicine. Look of horror on face. <laughs> we all have a look of horror on our faces. I, I was going to say, I, I no, I didn't. Have you read medicine? something bad? Is it a textbook? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm to, oh. to no, but I haven't. Medicine. I haven't read that particular book. Okay. But sounds but sounds interesting. It, yeah. yeah. I, I really like reading medical books, like just books written by doctors about health, and um, this is one that I'm sure would be really interesting to read. But uh, once again, the, the link is audibletrial.com slash autowhat. Do you, do you have a book suggestion that people should read? Anything you're reading now? Uh, yes. Uh, do you want a medical book or do you want like any book that I'm reading? Any book. Um, I'll give you one. Um, it's called uh, The Immortal Life of Henri- Henrietta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the author's names. I'm sorry. Um, okay, but, right. uh, but it's a really good book. And uh, I just finished reading um, The Sixth Extinction. Um, and that's, that's a book about um, how humans are causing the final extinction of species. Mm-hmm. How the yeah. f- five extinctions have already happened and the sixth one is currently happening now. Uh, so if you're interested in uh, morbid stuff, you can read that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to finish on a morbid note, sorry. That's the, all right. The book, the Henrietta, is the Henrietta Lack. She's the one that... Yes. Uh, has With, the immortal blood type that just kind of yeah. keeps regenerating. So yeah, it's it's the it's the cells from cervical her cervical cancer right. cells which keep on living. They just and keep dividing. Yeah, they've been oh, they've oh, been alive oh. for like the past seventy years. Yeah. Oh. and that's what we use for most of our human in vitro trials. We use her cells. Right. Not a lot of people know about that. Yeah, it's One crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> well, go get that on Audible.com probably. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, all right. That is the end of the episode, Marianne. I want to thank you again for being here. Oh, you are most welcome. Uh, and uh, we end the show with you saying Ottawa, however you like, and then we'll chop it off right, right after. Okay. Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs>